Hello. Hello. Hello, listeners. Hoping that you are all well. We're back. We're back. This is Leo Anna Thomas, standby art director, also a mental health first aider. And I'm Matt Longley. I'm CEO of Six Feet from the Spotlight, a consultant for Finch. And we're sat in Finch's lovely podcast room again. Um, once again, it's grey outside. It's wonderful outside. But it looks all right. It's beautifully cold and crisp. Crisp. So, yes, we're having fun. Um, I think we're going to do now a series of podcasts to try and help people on set, um, talking yep. about different topics. Mm-hmm. Um, and today we're going to start discussing, I think, stress. Stress. Yeah, stress and stress management. Um, yeah, the idea is these podcasts will be accessible to cast and crew in film and TV and in music so they can access whenever they like and hopefully be like a, a something that can help them whilst at work as a mental health and film and being a mental health first aider, helping people directly at work, face-to-face. This is another way to also gain access to people when not being able to be face-to-face. Exactly. So... Mm. Uh, we hope you uh, enjoy this, and if you can share it round your friends and colleagues, um, that will really help. So please do. Yeah, please use do. the hashtags mental health and film and six foot from. Yeah, six ft from. Yeah. Yeah. So and so this is podcast number one. Um, we're going to uh, basically cover three questions, aren't we, throughout these podcasts? And they are: uh, What's the problem? Yep. Why is there a problem? And what's the solution? So we're kind of basing it around... We hope a solution. We hope a solution. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this one's stress and stress management. What is stress? Stress. Yeah. Well, I found a definition, which is... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Can't find it. <laughs> Don't get stressed out. No, I'm getting stressed out from getting it. Both feet on the floor. Both feet on the floor. (laughs) Breathe in. Deep breath from the belly, not from the chest. All is good. I did find what is stress, and then I've turned the page over. Oh, what is stress? Um. It's interesting because it seems really simple. Because when you asked me this question, I was like, well, stress is... And then when you really think about it, it's hard to define because there's so many different ways of stress. Yes. And everyone experiences it in different ways. Some people have a higher tolerance and some people not so. Exactly. And I guess stress is the body's reaction to change that requires adjustments and responses. Precisely. You've been reading. I'm just reading from a screen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> My notes. I think there's a there's a bit of a definition between it. Now, I distinguish... Oh, you need to... Uh, distinguish between stress and pressure so Hmm. quite often people will work well under what we call pressure yeah um so we all need a bit of pressure now and again probably to motivate us to go and do things but obviously if that pressure becomes too much for us um and people cope with pressure different ways don't they you see in in sport um when there's pressure on people to to perform Mm -hmm. uh, they either come up with something fantastic or um they wilt under under that pressure yeah. It's when that pressure becomes too much that we say that we're getting stressed. Mm-hmm. I think it's quite often when you have a lot of things going on that you can't control or too many demands are put on you at one point mm-hmm. that you become stressed. Um, I think probably need to say at this point that 
stress itself isn't a mental health problem. Yeah. Uh, but it can develop into anxiety or depression yeah. um, when people feel they can no longer cope with that level of stress. Yeah, if people don't speak about it too, it manifests in physical like manifestations in backaches, headaches, any aches in general. You can give yourself really horrific illnesses that can be like terminal yes. as well. So it's yeah. it really does depend on how how one can manage their own stress. Yeah, well, I think quite often the physical signs of stress come out way before the mental health signs of stress come out so people will find they're not sleeping yeah um, they're tired mm-hmm. um they're perhaps struggling with yeah an ache or a pain um and yeah. they're feeling tense um nervous and then um eventually that'll turn into a mental health problem so it's quite often you can spot those signs beforehand um yeah and there's lots of things about stress recognition in people um around um but you know what I think in terms of work what what kind of causes stress is continual changes um lack of control over what you're doing yeah. um complexity of demands or trying to work in a new way um, that's not managed very well mm-hmm. whether you've got job security this is all just freelance kind of uh, exactly low pay or low status <laughs> uh <charges> really <laughs> unclear reporting lines so you don't know who your boss is um, yeah i've been through that a couple of times um lack of facilities so Mm-hmm. that field in Wales that we've all been in mm-hmm. um, or field in anywhere yeah uh, long hours yeah working alone when you've got no network to talk to um, you don't make this you can't make decisions or you don't get involved in the decisions yeah um, and you have an excessive workload or there's inadequate staffing to do what you're doing so basically everything you just said really resonates with the freelance nature of working in film and TV because there is no security there no there's i'm trying to just keep it to like what stress is at the moment but it's there are so many triggers yeah and you've pretty much just listed them all so if you're listening right now and you're you you are a freelancer i guess some of this um resonates with you too and you're not alone because uh everybody feels it and uh that's part of the reason why matt and i are doing these podcasts is to get that conversation going so people feel less alone and understand what it is that they might be going through um yeah yeah is there any more on that list? there's more so yeah. then then you go into what kind of relationships you have so yeah you have here uh inconsistent management which is another one um i've been been there so not really knowing what you're supposed to be doing i suppose is that yeah uh, conflicting demands so two or three but you don't really know what it is you're supposed to be doing and we've all had that um yeah things changing lack of support so that's if you need help with something can you get it um surveillance which is probably around micromanaging and are people watching what you're doing and then telling you you shouldn't be doing it like that or you should be doing it like this mm-hmm. social isolation um so I suppose that that could be take many different forms. It comes um, in like different departments as well. I mean, like a like if you're if you're a one person team with yeah. isolation and like locations, or I guess it can run across can can run across many departments in the industry actually because you could be working from home. Yeah. Graphic designer could be yeah. or editing suite. Yeah. Um, so the social isolation, which is 
but it also could be that you're socially isolated because you're different, um, which we see in, yeah. in some areas. Yeah. A lot of time pressures, which we obviously get in the film and TV industry. Schedules that are... Schedules. Boring or repetitive work. Um, putting out cones as a... <laughs> <laughs> Location, Location signs. signs. <laughs> Boring. Um, stakeholder complaints. So when people are complaining... Um, other people who are involved are complaining about the work that you're doing or mm. or that you're not doing um, the underuse of your skill so you're feeling that you have got more to offer than um, than you're actually being used for which I've, I've had that many times Right. no training or lack of appropriate training that's a big one which is I think rife in the film and TV industry is. That, uh, do you know what that is a big one because I was talking to someone the other night about this that HODs from any department, um, sound, design, makeup, costume, what have you, in production either, it's, you might be really good at your job. I work in the art department, so I take just, you might be really great at designing sets. Doesn't mean to say that that person has the skills to manage people. And that's something that's lacking in our industry. And I think it's not that person's fault. It's just, that's something that was hoping to be changed this year yeah that we're talking with to we're talking a lot with with people about this but that's one of the main problems is there are lack of management skills a lot of people go in with the trade skills yeah um or the the will um, yeah but then they're not given the management training or the supervision training which is actually a skill in itself you yeah know, how to manage people is something that you really yeah need to be able to to get a get your head around um, there, is, there are so many factors to that right just just that one subject i mean there's there's tons of things to say but there's that one subject of just people management and again I had a conversation yesterday about it is um it is a hugely important thing that actually if you can't manage a group of people that triggers so many stressful elements that then filter down with just lack of communication and then or a number of emotional responses arise from that I think the other thing is being able to manage upwards so if quite often if you're put in a position and you're having demands put on you by the person above you then that manifests yourself in you not being able to manage the people underneath you because you're under pressure and under stress to actually get done what you're being asked of yourself yeah so there's also the ability to manage upwards so one of the things that you can do um, Mm. is say no if your team are feeling under stress oh you've got too much too much on but that's anyway we're going into some of the solutions there i know no we're jumping about jumping about but but anyway um so one of them is poor communication from management so again that leads to people not knowing what they should be doing or shouldn't be doing Mm -hmm. we'll probably see that quite a bit Mm. um violence actual or threatened um i know there's been instances of that in in the industry there's one recently right on the at leaveston at leaveston yeah. yeah um bullying um, mm. I don't think we're going to go too much into the bullying side of things, but that's certainly there. It's definitely there. Um, uncertainty about responsibilities, again. Um, so not knowing exactly what you should be doing or who should be doing what. Yeah. Um, harassment. Um, mm. And that can take many forms. Um, yeah. Emails at silly times at night, phone calls at silly times at night, or yeah. when you're trying to rest. Um, and the resp- having the responsibility for other people as well. So yeah. that's something that can cause it. And then there's the physical conditions, mm. which we all know aren't always ideal. 
but excessive noise, poor lighting, poor temperature control, um, poor ventilation, yeah, poor equipment. Um, ventilation is a big one. I mean, I've been on sets where you have SFX um, like wafting all the uh, the atmos, and you literally can't see a meter and a half in front of you, and yeah. it looks great for the scene because. But I've been in so many locations where it hasn't been ventilated and you realise, you, you get used to it and you don't realise you're in that environment until you step out and have a break and you're yeah. just like, you've been inhaling that for like 10 hours. Well, that's one of them here is exposure to fumes, chemicals or other unpleasant, yeah. unpleasant chemicals. And the thing is, um, uh, some I'm, I've been on productions where they've handed out masks and then other people that just haven't and... That's a good point because that does cause a lot of stress with trying to maintain a job which is already stressful. Yeah. To then deal with that on top. Exactly. The working environment is very unstable. And then there's exposure to adverse weather conditions <coughs> is what is another one. Excuse me, that was me banging my. That was a bell. <laughs> <laughs> noise, excessive noise. That yeah, was... <laughs> that was just an example. <laughs> Did it scare you? Bang. Oh yeah, I jumped. Yeah. Deep so, breath. I think some of these, we know when you're going to go on location or you're going to be in a shoot that you're going to get relatively mm. poor conditions, but it's yeah. what can you do to yeah. what can you do to affect that later on. Yeah. So some of the signs of and symptoms of stress, um, and quite often I think you find that some of these relate to uh, mm. anxiety, which can be caused by stress. Mm. But the sort of the first signs that you'll see um, right. quite often in work performance that starts to decline or they make inconsistent mistakes mistakes yeah um or uncharacteristic ones so you may have somebody who you know who's really good at their job and all of a sudden they start making mistakes mm-hmm. um they're not in control of what they're doing so they forget things yeah um, that's how the, the stress affects the brain and body it just completely yeah like like me at the very start of this. I couldn't remember what yeah. stress was. Well, yeah, yeah. actually, okay. I've made a note to mention that about the, the first podcast we did. The first the first 15 minutes of that first podcast, I was very nervous and my body was in the whole fight or flight situation and felt under threat. And so because I couldn't concentrate, because I was nervous, anxious about speaking, and listeners, if you did listen to the first podcast if you haven't go back and listen to it um I mentioned my timeline at the beginning of that podcast and it wasn't until a couple of days afterwards uh a good friend of mine listened to it and said you do know you've got all of your dates wrong you do know that that is not what happened and because I was nervous I my brain my brain couldn't um be present and was kind of jumping all over the place so that timeline that I mentioned at the beginning was way off. I think I mentioned that I had two years out of the industry. In fact, it was four. And um, I mentioned that I was diagnosed with BPD in 2008. And it wasn't. It was 2015. <laughs> <It's> quite, <laughs> only seven years out. Only seven years out. But yeah, just an example about what stress does to your brain or anxiety, what, what it does yeah. to your body. Your prefrontal cortex completely shuts down memory goes can't concentrate on something that you're doing in the present moment and so the things that you're listening now that happen on film sets and just the pressure it's no wonder there are mistakes made or miscommunication because there is so much 
changing all the time and no clear communication as to that change a lot of the time that people's brains just shut down and and it just spirals into a number of emotional reactions that then cause more problems and then you're stuck and you can't remember what the actual problem the core was you're just stuck in try you just you know this height of crisis this heightened crisis um and people people get stuck in it don't they i I remember working down at working down at leaves and on the um harry potter seven and Mm. there was one guy who kept changing where the crew was uh, my crews which were who were putting trackway down were supposed to be Mm -hmm. um and this happened all the time and it was because he the communication was poor that he didn't know which set they were actually going to film on and he thought they were changing all the time when in actual fact if they'd had the communication meeting and and harry potter 7 wasn't a bad yeah bad um production um but they he was running around and making my guys run around changing mm. things when in actual fact if if they just communicated with him exactly what they were going to do yeah. um that morning it would have been all been straightforward so i kind of followed him around and yeah tried to try to change it by sitting on the production meeting yeah. and then going and finding out what what was actually going to happen i wonder if it's it's so easily the communication is so easily lost and i'm i sometimes wonder is it because it was never really communicated in the first place or it's gotten lost or it's kind of just been diverted so there's like then like whispers are going around on set like everything keeps changing and there's no final there's no kind of final this is what's happening yeah. and it just every department has an idea of what's happening and then you, everyone's got these ideas but there's yeah. no actual no 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 just this is the one final thing um and I guess my point being, I don't know if that's, it's just the, it's just a, the culture, I think, in the industry. And it's a lot of pressure with the schedule changes and script changes that people are under that I guess there is no clear communication. No, and, and I it think. It really keeps you in that yeah. heightened state of fight or flight, which is really exhausting. Yeah. And I think the, the, one of those, I remember a couple of those days, um, one of them, the changes were being made because one of the talent wasn't available. Mm. or it was ill and so hadn't made it in that morning so they had to switch everything round yeah so there was then confusion over what was happening or wasn't happening um another day it was the weather so yeah. they were trying to get the moody shot so they didn't want the sun up and the sun came out yeah so that got changed so i understand those i understand that yeah. those things naturally will change but it's the communication of that so yeah. nobody had the definitive answer mm. as to what was going to be for for a couple of hours in the morning they were running around trying to change what was going to happen and it didn't get communicated properly to everybody so that you could do things and it takes obviously when you're laying however many panels of trackway probably 300 track track panels it takes time so they then pressure comes on us yeah even though we we started laying them on the wrong set you then get pushed into it yeah. You get pushed around then, going, come on, get on with it, we've so got to I, shoot I, So I guess the lack of communication is... And I've been on some really successful productions where they've had, like, plan B, C and D, and, like, they've known in the morning, no, weather's not right, heads up, we're going to be doing this. Still quite a, still kind of stressful and a bit of a rush, but at least you have a heads up. Yeah. But some are literally, like, shit, like, quickly, let's just quickly do this now. And then it's a kick bollock scramble and everyone is stressed out so it's like it's like creating more stress for ourselves when it doesn't need to be exactly and i think sometimes you you can Mm. 
you can stop that by everybody stopping and sitting down for five minutes and having a discussion right we're going to do this yeah. whereas sometimes it, people are people get into the too busy trap don't they I'm too busy to have actually communicated yeah. that properly because I'm running around I've got to get this done yeah. whereas if you actually take five minutes out and go today we are going to do this because yeah. this has happened um, yeah. we see it quite a lot So what's that expression um, I think it's used in the army like, hurry up and wait is yeah. that what it is I well, think so many like hurry up, hurry up we've got to get to this hurry up and then you wait for like two hours yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's again just we're talking about stress and, and what it does to us and it just alarmingly keeps our bodies and chemicals in our bodies at this level of ongoing consistent stress yeah, cortisol that, and yeah, adrenaline yeah and that is brewing um, all the time and throw in long hours of uh, commuting and you know long hours of working you're never breaking out of that and yeah. It's really unhealthy. The fatigue. Yeah. And then you lose, you're not sleeping. So yeah. that's a, some more symptoms and signs. Yeah. Um, indecision, lapses in memory. There we are. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> arguments. Yeah. Becoming sensitive. Yeah. Unduly to and things that are going on. And it's just this, these things are so, you said earlier on, these things are just so easily lost and then spiralled. And yeah. part of the things of what I learned in my own therapy dialectical behaviour therapy is trying to stop that cycle and what I do as a mental health first aider is to just try and interrupt that try and prevent that be there notice the signs and try and stop that spiral yeah because you're already wound up by yeah, something and, it's, and then the littlest thing winds you up even yeah, more so it's coming in and being like breathing exercises aromatherapy changing stepping out of the set and then just trying to stop that cycle. So I, it's, yeah, and it's it I guess if I'm jumping to a solution there, but just little things like that yeah. will help the day go by so much healthily. Yeah. Healthily? Healthily. Healthier? Yeah. Well, healthier. <laughs> More happily. Mm-hmm. Trying to work, what's the correct English? Anyway, there we are. We can, we're not here to teach people English. <laughs> I'm from Yorkshire, so it's, <laughs> that's not going to work there. I'm, I'm from Islay. <laughs> Um, so the other things you get are um, irritability and moodiness you can spot those off Um, you quite Mm. often get personality clashes Um, I've been there a couple of times with certain people me too Um, it's (coughs) not a very nice place to be Um, sulking immature behaviour you do get some childish I've seen childish things and people banging the desk it's kind of contagious as well and especially if someone uh, someone up in the the strange hierarchy that is hierarchy it's it's someone that will have an immature response or be angry or and this kind of runs across any sort of environment it's contagious Mm. if someone's acting that way it almost gives permission, and it gets, not sets, permission, but it's it like sets a tone, doesn't it? It sets a tone for what well, that's how we are, and then it just trickles down. Yeah, and it's and it never really trickles up, though, does it? No, because you get fired. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you get fired. But yeah, that's a whole different conversation. We're going to go on to another one, time, yeah. <laughs> another podcast. So, how else can we spot stress? So, there's yeah. there's another thing which is about withdrawal. So, mm-hmm. you'll see people arrive late to work, or they leave early. Yeah. I've certainly been there. Um, yeah. Extended lunches. We used to have lots of those in the in the old days. In, in 
yeah when i was starting out in engineering um what do you mean extended lunches in terms of withdrawal just people people go off to lunch for longer than, than they need right, to right. um because they don't want they're trying to avoid it right it's an avoidance tactic right okay or a co- coping strategy whichever way you want distraction to put it. um absenteeism which is not necessarily an issue in the freelance side of things because people don't want to be absent because they are more likely get... to present yeah um and actually turn up um well that's the thing was it presenteeism, is that presenteeism. so you're yeah. there physically but mentally you're not yeah because you, you've come in anyway even though you're feeling yeah because um, you're scared really you won't get hired scared again. you won't get hired again so mm-hmm. that's part of that um reduce social contact so people don't want to do the stuff afterwards um get aggressive spread malicious malicious gossip mm-hmm. that's not easy to say malicious gossip malicious gossip mm-hmm. um, criticizing others all the time um, i've seen that in teams i've had i've worked with uh, where people are criticizing people unduly yeah for what they're doing um, shouting i've had that um, people shouting at me in meetings i've had many experiences of being shouted at by directors on set um yeah. And I've had just just a listeners just so you know there's been wonderful experiences as well but we're just trying to touch on the things that need to change because yeah, it's harming people's lives yeah so yeah I've been shouted at yeah I've been shouted at in front of offices and people didn't do a single thing I have as well I've and asked. I've also been part of the problem because I've seen people be shouted at and I haven't intervened because I've been nervous and you don't know how to intervene and it's I've in the last two years I've started to feel a bit more empowered and like stand up and politely and calmly say that's not right and that's something that's new in me in the last couple of years that was sparked by these suicides of friends of mine that have just enough's enough I'd rather be fired and then, from from politely saying calling it out than standing there watching it anyway yeah, yeah. yeah. so the other things then are different changes in behavior so one of the things that I've ended up writing a paper about um which is be published in a bit but is about how that affects your um perception of risk um so people can have also more accidents at home or at work um, mm-hmm. because they become reckless um because they i think basically they don't give it yeah you've cut your finger yeah um and then then rub ginger in it <laughs> don't do that i don't recommend uh, no, that that's not and idea. lemon don't recommend and, no. that either yeah, chopping things up and then yeah. cutting yourself. But there, there's unnecessary risk taking. Yeah. So, in terms of film, that like stunt people, um, yeah. obviously, but also construction workers in the in the film, and, um, the high risk activities. Mm-hmm. Um, also, then other things, speech. People talk more quickly. Blah, 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 yeah. like I'm doing now. Um, sweating, they get tired, yeah. lethargic, um, tension, headaches, hand tremor. And then rapid weight gain or loss. Um, so yeah. People can, that can be something that you spot. Again, contagious, not the rapid weight gain or loss, but um, <laughs> um, uh, about. Is that why I'm slow? <laughs> about why there's a problem with the, uh, this, the speech. I've, I've been on, I've been on set and listened to people speaking really fast and we've got to do this now, we've got to do it now for 10 minutes and then we're going to shoot this and we're going to do a close up and then, and you're just like, what the fuck and you're trying to listen but it makes you the response that I've had and maybe people listening can relate when I'm being spoken to like that or if it's all around me I start breathing from my chest the top of my chest and breathing really shallow or very quick and then I start to and then I can't concentrate 
so it's like a responsibility that to try and be mindful that we have with one another that that to just just pause for a moment don't worry you're not making too much noise with I'm the paper I'm not making too much noise with the paper no, of course not <laughs> I'm trying to find out cause, yeah so, so I mean and the solutions that um, all of these things that we're talking about the solutions are underway like the film and TV charity released that well-being survey last yeah. July the results will be coming out this month maybe? I believe they're coming out this month that's the last I heard but whether Which they is February yeah. so 2020 so the solution for most of all this is finally starting to be spoken about and it was the BAFTAs a few days ago Joaquin Phoenix in his speech saying like calling it out about uh, it, the industry needing to change and the diversity and the diversity and inclus- inclusivity um, so slowly things are changing so the solutions for retraining BFI I know uh, um, are trying to help as well with, with making sure there's more training for HODs about how to manage people yeah um, and Directors UK I've been yeah. having conversations with the Directors UK so yeah um, we'll see what what they plan to do in the next few months, but there's there's also um, I think probably if we go to look at how you can handle stress. Yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of writing out about that, but um, I think first step is to try and identify yourself what triggers you. Mm-hmm. Um, so what issues do come up regularly? I think I there was one time I was getting emails that were quite not abusive; they were just aggravating. Um, yeah. from a guy at work and they were coming in late at night so one thing I did that was triggering me every time and then I couldn't sleep so you were in a spiral then because you're tired the next morning mm-hmm. um, so what I did was basically put a rule on my inbox so that if he sent me an email it went into a folder straight away so I didn't see it Okay. and then when I could cope and I wanted to read it That's I went good. off and read it That's good. Um, so I kind of and I think the uh, a psychologist I spoke to, who's actually my sister, hello Sarah, if you're listening, um, said, "Why don't Hi, you Sarah. just why don't you just put him in a box?" Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> what punch him? No. <laughs> That's where he is now. No, a box in your inbox. In a your box. In, yeah, in, just in, in your so cow. mentally put him in a box. Yeah. So I that's did, a good solution to which handle is not it. A bad one, isn't it? No, that's good. Yeah. So I guess that could be useful for people listening as well just yeah. if you wait until you can handle it yeah. don't respond and emo- don't, don't respond. ever decide don't make any decisions or responses when you're emotional yeah be- because yeah i've written so many responses to people then saved it and then the next day i'm like i'm so mm. pleased i didn't res- <laughs> I didn't send that email yeah. and it could be really ecstatically happy or it could be really yeah. um not so so that's yeah identify what what your triggers are so if there's something regular happening like yeah. in emails from a guy who's sending them and they're, they're whatever work out when you can deal with them best yeah some of the times you'll have one-off events going off so mm. if that's you know it might be you're moving house or you you've had an argument with a partner or whatever yeah and then you can work those out but also there's there's ongoing stressful events that you could try and work out what whether they're causing you issues as well so you might be caring for somebody um you might be having problems with 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 one particular person, like like I was at that point. Yeah. So, try and work out what those triggers are. Yeah. Um, some some kind of identify themselves quite immediately when at work. 
I mean, I'm speaking for myself or with some clarity, but other ones are really some some events or or atmospheres or interactions can be really triggering but you're not before you identify why you're already reacting yeah and then it's just gotten worse and it's so easy to get stuck in that i've done it so many times and then like a week later think oh that triggered that memory or yeah. and as soon as we as soon as our brain experiences uh, a trigger of a an uncomfortable or painful or stressful memory all of the chemicals in our body are triggered so you're feeling it again yeah. it's like a repetition and if you don't know what that is or you don't understand that you're acting on those emotions and then it's just causing more problems and a lot of triggers happen at work and it's so it's so quick the communication if there is any or it's just so it's so ongoing and time pressured that we don't have pause which is the solution of well-being facilitator, mental health first aider, is to try and give pause, to try and physically have that role available and to help people yeah. to just stop this spiralling out of control. Yeah, there's also, I mean, there's, I'm trying to think back to times when um, we've had interdepartmental issues, um, and I think that's another one where people have got, people get, they've got different, agendas and different goals um, yeah. because it's kind of about understanding where they're coming from and what they're doing so there was one where we were all fighting over um, getting things changed on a computer system yeah. and we try and we were all getting stressed about it because we were throwing we wanted loads of things doing we all wanted them doing now so sometimes you just have to take a step back from that um, and we did and take a step back and then just set them out set out what we wanted list out what we wanted and then then prioritize everything yeah and i think so one of the things you can do if you if you at work is if you've got too much stuff on too much things going on just try and make a list of the things you can actually do mm. um and get them set out i know it's going to be difficult especially in the heat of battle in a, in a heat of battle or something <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah that good so you can try and try and lay those out one by one yeah uh, and then actually work out which ones are actually important and which ones you actually need to be done yeah yeah um taking breaks yeah that doesn't happen a lot people i try and step away whenever there's that kind of downtime where you're not quite sure why nothing's happening and i know there are a number of intricate uh, nuance kind of uh, departments and uh, issues and whatnot that need to take place that combine to make a film and TV set uh, run effectively. I know that there are so many different aspects that need to put into place to keep it running. So when there's that downtime where you're just waiting and no one seems to be doing anything and yeah. it's just like everyone's chilling out on the set um, or people are outside having cigarettes mentioned before still in that state of heightened fight or flight because you know any minute it's gonna just be like right back on set quick and you've got like 10 minutes and it's like why couldn't we have just done this like an hour ago so there i my point being taking breaks even in those moments it's hard to switch off because you're waiting for that moment to be called back but it really is important just to step out of the stage or the office even if it's for two minutes every 20 minutes something like that and it makes such a difference to take the break. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
think the other thing you can try and do as well is address some of the causes of your stress and some mm-hmm. of them you won't be able to do anything about and it's recognizing that some things you radically accept yeah sometimes you yeah. cannot you cannot control some of the things as we get a crane going past it i can't no, control can't crane. control can't control that um there's a crane driving past but anyway um <laughs> It's to accept Rad- radically accept that I yeah. can see it now that huge crane <laughs> going by give him a wave no he's not he's not, he's not obviously watching. looking where safety he's looking at the road not looking at me Precisely. waving from a window yeah, yeah. but you you kind of need to there's some things you can't change so you don't worry about them what can you do just accept that that's going to happen yeah um, there's no need to spend energy on worrying about things that you can't change sometimes it's easier said than done isn't it it is easier said but than it done. but it takes practice the more you allow yourself to do that the easier it gets yeah. the more you allow yourself to just give yourself a break be kind to yourself literally give yourself a break the easier it gets to just let it go yeah. and i think i mean i've been working in the industry for 16 years if that's correct <laughs> Since 2005. Are you sure? 2005 to seven, I was a trainee. Anyway, it takes years, but don't give up. So if if you're listening and you're having issues at work, I mean, this is we're doing this for film and TV and, and music, but if anyone listening for any type of work, if you're having issues, take pause, breathe, find someone nearby, if you can, who you can trust and speak to and um, know that you're not alone that everybody is experiencing moments like this even even an Oscar winning director down to catering uh, assistants, runners it's across the board, you're not alone and keep listening to our podcasts yeah, well I, I think I'm probably going to try and get this out for what will be tomorrow which is the 6th of February mm-hmm. um, and that's time to change day time to talk day oh brilliant cool so um happy I've, time to change day yeah i found a little bit which uh, comes from a little book that we put six feet from the spotlight put together a little while back which is not from this is written by tony ryan who's um psychiatric nurse and he's a director of uh, healthy minds in manchester and uh, does some of the training with us but um basically it's important to remember that we all have mental health. Uh, mental ill health does not discriminate. It can happen to anybody. Mental health is everyone's business and we all have times when we feel down or stressed and often these feelings pass. But sometimes they can develop into a more serious problem. Everyone's experiences of mental health are different and it doesn't always stay the same. It can change as circumstances change and as you move through different stages of your life. There's still stigma and discrimination attached to mental health problems and that's why it is important for us all to be involved in tackling the prejudice, ignorance and misguided stereotyping about mental illness. Stigma and discrimination can make people who are mentally unwell feel worse. It can stop them asking help and ultimately could be the difference between life and death. Mm -hmm. Everyone has the right to be treated with dignity and respect and to receive fair treatment if they are ill or distressed. A broken leg takes time and medical support to heal. A broken mind is no different. And although it will not go away overnight, with the right support, we know that two-thirds of people diagnosed with mental ill health go on to make a full and meaning recovery. So that's perhaps a thought that we can finish with. Yeah, that's a really... Um, Thank you for sharing that. And remember, 
if it's time to talk, talk. Talk. Like we're doing now. Yeah. Talk to people nearby you trust or, or reach out. Um, and, you know, share if you're open with on social media as well. I know there's a kind of fine line between social media, but yeah. it's keeping the conversation going each to their own. But hashtag mental health in film. Hashtag six feet from. Yeah. Uh, Leo's wearing a how are you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you'll so. see pictures of, and you may have already come into contact with my. Ask twice. How are you? How are you? So. Are you sure you're okay? Yeah. Are you okay? Be kind to yourself, listeners, and take care. And thanks for listening. And we'll be back soon. We'll be back soon. Thanks. Thank you to my cousin, my amazingly talented cousin, uh, Robert Thomas, for providing us with a little jingle that he has created for us. And his company is BeatShotters.com. Thank you. And we must say thank you to Finch Consulting up here in Ashby, who have let us use their podcast room and all their equipment. Um, so thank you to Dom and guys at Finch Consulting. See you soon.